0: Welcome back, guys. Good afternoon. This is Aaron and Jason from the JNA Pat- podcast. The podcast or padcast. Um, welcome back. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Right, excellent. So, especially this podcast is brought to you by us. We're just a couple of fitness professionals, many different backgrounds more than anything, but we definitely talk about fitness throughout um, the country, the industry, a lot of different fads, things that are happening, whether it being strength training, MMA, Brazil's jiu-jitsu, CrossFit, the mental approach, but the last time we really spoke, we talked about programming and all that kind of stuff. So, a couple questions was the biggest thing was like, hey, um, we talked about programming, but like what's the basic programming for me? And then, so Jason and I are going to talk about that today. And remember, everything's up for rebuttal or discussion. This is just our take on experience more than anything. But if you have questions, make sure that you guys are reaching out to us so we can answer those questions for you. So let's take it away. So let's, we're talking about programming.
1: Yeah, so we talked a little bit last time about... Um, kind of how you attack when you come into a gym. Like when you come into a gym, like what am I going to do? Uh, so today I want to go a little bit deeper into it and talk about, okay, if, I, if you have no idea what you're doing, here's a great kind of model that you can follow. The, um, the cool part about programming though is there's not really right or wrong. There's kind of like just kind of identifying what's best for you, um, identifying mm-hmm. what you need to work on the most and then kind of going from there. So uh, today I'm just going to give more of an example of one way that you can attack it if you aren't really sure as to how to make your week or your program look the way you think it should look. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the, the whole point. Today. Someone asked a question last time. Um, like, that's great. Like, I kind of have an idea of, like, what I need. Um, but then now what do I do? Okay. So here's kind of that follow-up.
0: So, like, okay. So here's a question for you. Like, how many days a week should the average individual start training? I guess that really kind of comes to how what your goals are, right?
1: Yeah. I th- that's I So that's the best first question. So a lot of times people get kind of gung-ho when they're ready to start a training program. So they end up, like... Like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm thinking about I can do six days a week. Like, I want to do six. It's like, okay, um, now let's look at your calendar and let's talk about realistically how many days and how much time each day are you going to be able to come into the gym. If you aren't sure, uh, then you have to really, I recommend writing out your schedule. If you don't know, um, like, what's realistic, just easily write it out. If you have a family at home, talk to them. Like, see what times and how, you know, what... Um, what kind of time frame you have to be at the gym, how long you have to be at the gym, because all those play a factor, right? So I encourage everybody to just write down the days that they actually plan on being at the gym and then going from there.
0: Okay, so we write it down. Okay, I got three days a week, two days a week, whatever, and then, but here, here's the other thing. So like, do you think every day should be an active day or are there proper recovery days? Like, I always call it like, whether it be active recovery, right? So let's just say, there's five days a week where you need to be active, right? Where then there's two that are rest days. Those are what we call like my days, right? I'm gonna chill, I'm gonna watch TV, I'm gonna play with my kids, whatever, right? So active recovery could be according to what? Well, first you have to
1: figure out, kinda like you said, like if you have a schedule where you have to, you know, obviously your family comes first on the weekends maybe, or maybe it's in the evening, so you kinda, have to pick and choose when am I going to do deliberate exercise? It doesn't mean don't be active the rest of your rest of the time, right? Like you still want to be, make sure you're still active. So, um, let's hypothetically say you are going to come in four days a week, and we'll get into a deeper example in a bit. But four days a week that I know I'm going to devote an hour of deliberate exercise at the gym. The other three days. I will, like you said, spend time with your kids, go out, do kind of fun activities outside of the gym. But maybe it's just more, like I said, activities versus um, deliberate exercise. Um, There's a little bit of a difference there and I always encourage people to generally just be active and then still devote some time to deliberate exercise. Um, As far as active recovery goes, it depends how many days you're spending in the gym doing deliberate exercise. So if you're weight training, if you're, let's say you're lifting a bunch of weight, um, like five days a week, you definitely need one good active recovery and maybe one full rest day. Um, it really kind of depends on your schedule and what you're doing at the gym. Um, if it's, if you're kind of new and you're just kind of getting into it, well, then you might not need a full like rest day per se. You just might want to just try to be active the days you're not in the gym, moving around, not sitting on the couch for too long. Um, but then, uh, what you want to do after you kind of decide, we'll go back to kind of deciding on your calendar or your weekly schedule. Um, kind of decide, like, what does my body need? So we don't have to be physiologists to think, like, all right, when I walk up the stairs, I'm out of breath. All right, I probably need some cardio work. Um, my muscle mass is not very good. Okay, I might need some lean muscle. You kind of decide, like, all right, what are my priorities, we, which we spoke about in our last episode. Um, So then you start with your days that you plan on being at the gym, you start writing out, okay, today's gonna be a strength day, next day's gonna be a cardio day, or maybe I combine them, um, or maybe every day is a little strength, a little cardio, it kind of depends. There's no right or wrong, but it has to kind of fit what you're willing to do, and you gotta make it realistic for yourself.
0: Otherwise, you're just not gonna follow it. Okay, and, and here's the thing. I know we're not talking about nutrition today, but obviously nutrition plays a key component And everything that we do. It's the fuel of our system more than anything. So, like, when we're looking at, like, the standard, typical, okay, I want to lose weight. I'm here, I join... And that's the typical thing. Like, everybody joins a club or a gym or whatever. It's like, okay, I want to lose 20 pounds. Typical thing, right? So, obviously, they start going on cardio or that, like, they don't add strength training or they do... But they don't do it properly. Like, you know, like... How do they base it off of it? Is it just
1: oh, this? I mean, that's a that's a heavy question. Um, in the end, nutrition coaching, which we'll get into definitely in another podcast, but I think a big thing is understanding that you will need a little bit extra calories during the days that you're working out, so that you have enough energy to get through the workout, and then understanding that you probably need a little bit less on the other days, um, especially when it comes to like carbohydrate intake. Um, so that's you a mean big like muscle. a
0: calorie deficit. Yeah, so,
1: right. well, I mean, more like I might need less starchy carbs on days that I'm not working out than I okay, do on yeah, days yeah, that I am working out. Uh, when it comes down to calories, well, you kind of have to have to have an idea of what you're kind of resting metabolic rate is or basal metabolic rate if you have access to that test um, so that you know what your kind of base calorie intake is needed to just kind of be at rest and then you kind of take into account your exercise and daily activities. But um, from a nutrition standpoint is definitely a huge factor and again, we'll get into that a little bit deeper as we move along. Uh, But I would say just be careful on just, you shouldn't necessarily be eating this, in my opinion, shouldn't necessarily be eating the same amount and potentially type. On workout days versus rest days okay might be a little bit different that, that, that makes
0: sense. sense absolutely okay so when we're kind of like when you be laid out a week right Yep. okay three days a week basically the general consensus okay I'm gonna find time to train three days a week what am I gonna be doing during that time period is yep. it more strength training I again I remember it's always based on what the goals are but let's just talk about the general consensus okay
1: yep. Yeah, so the general, I mean, in general, when you're not really sure what's going on, first of all, like I said, three days a week I like, four days I like even more. Mm -hmm. But again, you have to be realistic with yourself. If you overshoot and you don't hit it, it'll demotivate you and then you're not gonna come at all. So that sucks. So I'd rather you say three days a week to be safe actually do those three days and if you do that a couple weeks in a row cool maybe you had a fourth Um, and then those days well maybe you want let's say you're at a fitness club where they offer different types of classes or yoga or whatever and maybe there's one that you've always been interested in trying maybe it's spinning uh it's yoga it's any studio classes something along maybe the gym offers a different type of team training whatever maybe you want to do that one of those days and then you just have to figure out okay what am i going to do the
0: other two days and then that's what we're going to dive into in a little bit okay so Obviously, flexibility, strength base, cardiovascular training. Like, there's obviously classes I could do if I wanted to, if I'm at a gym or I'm at a different club type setting or has spin or yoga. Yep. Like, like, where would you kind of put those things into? So that
1: you? comes back to we at the beginning we were talking about like in my head. I know, let's say, like I said, the stair example. If I get to the top of the stairs and I'm out of breath, I'm gonna definitely concentrate on cardio because that's a bad. That's a big red flag for me. Yeah. If I can't touch my toes, that's a little bit of a red flag, so maybe my mobility is lacking. So you just have to start paying attention to your highest priorities for what you need, and then you can start you know, adding in things during the week that you know will help work on those deficiencies. So yes, goals is one thing, but you have to understand priorities, right? Like, yeah, I wanna be 10% body fat and drop 20 pounds, great, um, but you can't move. Like Mm -hmm. you're stuck, let's say. Well, maybe you have to start with some understanding mobility, active range, maybe do some FST with a trainer, whatever it might be. Maybe yoga's something you're doing way more often than strength training at the beginning because that's your highest priority. So there's no right or wrong how you attack it. Mm -hmm. I also recommend people do stuff they like at the beginning when they're first getting into it. If you aren't excited about coming in, Mm -hmm. It might end real, oh, yeah, real quickly. It's,
0: it's gonna end, right? Like, you don't get motivated, or like people just come out and smash themselves. Yeah. And they're like, nope, I'm done with that. That ain't gonna work. Yep. Yeah. And if
1: honestly, if like, I was actually just speaking with a client last week who's, they're just like, I hate strength training. And in my head, I'm like, I, I, he needs it. So, but he's like, I like spinning and I like yoga. I said, cool. Why don't you come 20 minutes early before spinning or yoga? Pick three exercises that you're willing to do. Do two sets of each. It's gonna take you 15, 20 minutes, and do that often. Instead of trying to say like, oh, I have to do an hour and a half of strength training that I hate the most. Instead, just do a little bit of the stuff that you don't like but you know you need, and then do the stuff that you do like, and that's over time, that's gonna be great. We talked about consistency in our last podcast. Mm -hmm. You just stay consistent, you're gonna see results.
0: Okay, all right. So. Let me ask you this. So, especially when we talk about like progressive overload and how to, when when do I know when to change what I'm doing? Because obviously I'm gonna adapt to what I've been doing. I'm gonna it's not gonna be as hard anymore. But then there's that whole eh, I don't really want to push myself more. Yeah. I need well, to. well,
1: let's put it this way.
0: So here, you know
1: what I'll do is we're gonna tie this into an example. So someone kind of gave me a, a scenario where they plan on coming in four days a week but they don't really know what to do those four days. So let's hypothetically this is a hypothetical example and we'll get into answering that question as we go through it so it'll make more sense. So four days a week, this particular individual says, I would like to do yoga once a week, but what do I do the other three days? So in my head, as an example is, well, Uh, We can split it up where day one is going to be an upper body day day two is going to be a lower body day and day three is going to be a cardio and maybe uh, some core or Some kind of circuit or something like that. That could be the other three days Um, Once you decide that's how you're going to split it. Then you have to start now. How do I pick my exercises? Okay, so and then this will lead into the progression as we go along so Let's start with our lower body day. So day one, for example, I go in, okay, how am I, what am I gonna do for lower body? Well, you have to consider different classifications of movement. There's bilateral, or being on two legs at the same time. Unilateral, being on one leg. Uh, There's sagittal plane, front to back. Um, And then there's frontal plane, so side to side. Transverse is another plane, but we'll get into that another time. Um, So now I've looked at these, and if someone's brand new, I recommend bilateral or two-legged work first, Um, so squats for example, uh, maybe a trap bar deadlift or maybe a kettlebell deadlift or something like that where you're standing on two legs at the same time, then you can progress slowly to single leg or maybe a split squat, a lunge of some kind, uh, eventually into completely single leg exercises. Um, So you just kinda look at a few different options for exercises there, Uh, don't make it too complicated and you wanna make sure that form is obviously Number one. Uh, once you've kind of decide on that, let's look at upper body. Upper body, you're going to see we have different classifications a little bit for upper body. We have pushes and pulls, and we have horizontal and vertical. So you have to consider all of those. Otherwise, you're only going to get strong in one range. So, for example, um, uh, like a push up is a horizontal push. A pull up is a vertical pull. Right? For example. Yeah. Um, so sense. we'll get into some examples of each of those in a bit. And then day three can be a cardio day. So maybe it's kind of that, let's call this an active recovery day mm-hmm. potentially. So maybe it's a cardio where you spend 20 to 30 minutes, you pick a machine or multiple machines, you kind of bounce around from one to the next and you try to keep your heart rate or your feeling or what we call RP, rate of perceived exertion at about a seven out of 10. And just try to hold that for a steady amount of time. And maybe for you, first, pers- first time doing it, maybe 10 minutes is plenty. And he's progress slowly. Um, so from a progression standpoint, there's many ways to progress. So like you said, things are going to get easy. Movements get easy. The weights get easy. The complexity gets easy. How do we progress? Well, lower body, double leg to single leg right off the bat. Okay, so balance becomes an issue. Uh, a little proprioception. How is your, you know, all the little stabilizing muscles in your leg are going to have to work and your feet. Um, your hip, Is your hip stability good enough to be able to deal with the single leg? Um, so those are... Those are all different ways that we can progress. You can obviously add load to any of the movement, maybe add some complexity to it. Um, That's one way to do it. Uh, You can I mean, those are mainly, uh, you can change the tempo.
0: Um, so you can. Well, so just so I, some people don't understand, what is tempo?
1: So tempo is, let's say I'm doing a push-up. And it takes me one second to go down, one second to come up. Mm-hmm. That's a tempo. So what you can do, let's say to progress that, would be three seconds down, one second pause at the bottom without your chest touching the mm-hmm. ground or just before, and then one second back up. So gotcha. now it's a five-second rep with a little hold. Gotcha. That is significantly harder than a one-one
0: Tempo. Obviously, so right. you just
1: change the pace at which gotcha, you're moving. Gotcha, so gotcha, that's gotcha. another way to increase the intensity, especially if you're afraid to add weight to something. So changing tempo can be a whole other
0: ballgame. Yeah. So would that change, obviously, like time under load, mm-hmm. how much strength you have to use, endurance based off of that? Yeah.
1: So tempos really can be really challenging. It causes, it can cause pretty significant muscle damage, especially in the eccentric motion, meaning the, or the negative part of the motion. On the way down. Um, so it depends on the movement. So let's say a bicep curl, yep. on the way down, that's eccentric, or the okay, negative gotcha. of the motion. So if it, if you're going slow that way, you're going to cause the fibers to kind of break up, but when they repair, they're going to gain size. That's kind of the whole gotcha. idea there. But it's pretty taxing on the muscle, so be careful if you're not used to it, how quickly you get into that. Exactly. So start introducing some slower tempos, and <laughs> you'll see pretty quick the next day how you feel.
0: Yeah, so that's the idea, is Like, especially like you do hard and then like the next day you're just like can't open up or you can't get that arm to open up because it's just so tight.
1: Yeah, so that's, you know, there's there's something called DOMS, D-O-M-S, or Delayed Onset Muscle Soreness. Um, most people don't know the technical term of it, but most people know what that feels like. So yeah, if you're yeah, the yeah, type yeah. of person that maybe, uh, I mean, it can happen to seasoned, seasoned gym goers as well, mm-hmm. but especially if you haven't done anything in a while... Um, and you start implementing new movements, you might be okay during the movement, but the next day or two or three. Two days um, after. Yeah, it can hit you pretty hard. So you wanna be careful not to overdo it right off the bat so that you are, yeah, you're gonna be sore and that's okay Mm -hmm. uh, as part of the process, but you wanna make sure you're not so sore that you literally can't come back in and keep moving.
0: So let me ask you this, because I was listening to another podcast of another gentleman and he was talking about progression. Right? Mm-hmm. And so the idea of progression, so let's just say, hey, I'm gonna do 10 pull-ups, so I'll just use that as an example. So I'm gonna do 10 pull-ups, but you can only get four, right? So rather than trying to bump out the last six and just, okay, take a break, go again, take a break, go again, said, okay, you got four, perfect, no problem. So tomorrow we're gonna come back and do the exact same thing, now you do five. Right, and then over the next day, now you're gonna do six, or maybe it's still five, or whatever. So over the course of five days, right, you're able to get much more load compared to hey, you only banged out ten reps, but and now you're like super sore because you wouldn't you can only bank out two the next day.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, the way that you what we call progressive overload or add stimulus. It, there's different ways. So something like a pull-up. Um, Yet you could kind of just do your max each time mm-hmm. and then see how many you can hit. Um, or you assist yourself. So if it's a bodyweight movement that's tricky, well, maybe you do some, you know, a lot of gyms have assisted uh, pull-up like machines. Pull-up machine, um, right. Also, you can use a band. Uh, mm-hmm. band's a little bit not super realistic because it gets, it changes it, tension. Yeah, it doesn't
0: change tension, yeah.
1: But um, I personally will rep, for the majority of the population, I would try to get volume of it mm-hmm. so I would want them to get ten reps assisted as needed okay versus gotcha. just letting them do three gotcha right like so I'll get actually my mom's a perfect example she started using a green band she eventually got ten unbroken with a green band then she went which is a you know let's call it an inch and a half thick then she once she got ten no problem then she cut it to a purple band mm-hmm. and then worked her way up from that, and then now she's able to do. She's at the point where she doesn't need a band, but she does one rep at a time, but unassisted. Yeah, so she can. Awesome. She's just worked her way up. But I'd rather people get the reps in mm-hmm. so that they build the strength slowly in that range than just only doing a certain amount of reps unassisted. Okay. It kind of depends enough. where they're at too. Right? Yeah,
0: it all, I get that. It's kind of like a open-ended question because I didn't really give you too much background on it. It's all right. You know? I get it. All right. Cool. All right. So like. Okay. So now. I've come in. I've got my workouts. I've, I got my three days set. So I think you're like okay, lower body or an upper body, a cardio day, and then an active like metabolic day, yep. basically, yep. right? And so obviously like mobility and flexibility that kinda come into play for recovery, right? Yeah.
1: So what I think I'll do now is I'd love to just go through an example of a program. Sure. So it's. Um, not that complicated. I'm not gonna get too deep into it, but I'll give people an idea. So every time you come in, you wanna do something called a thermal warm-up or a metabolic warm-up. You right. want so that can be between, you know, five to ten minutes, pick up a machine, a rower, treadmill, whatever. You wanna get your that RPE that we spoke about before, the rate of perceived exertion. Oh, that's,
0: what about if they're following like heart rate or anything? Yeah, like so that?
1: you might find so you might wanna push so if we're if you don't have a heart rate uh Monitor, gauge yeah. so you might just want to look for you want to achieve a seven out of ten okay that
0: yeah i'm yeah, yeah you I don't you.
1: necessarily want to get you you might not quite hit like an anaerobic threshold if you know what that is for yourself mm-hmm. um but you want to try to get that kind of semi-uncomfortable feeling by the end of that five to ten minutes okay okay so that'll increase your blood flow increase your core temperature and get your metabolism kicked into into gear Once you're done that, you're warm, um, then I recommend some active mobility. So it can be a wide variety of hip work, but hip, hamstring, shoulders, whatever it is, um, basically just especially related to whatever you're gonna do that day. So uh, if I know I'm gonna be squatting or something like that, I'm gonna do some hip, some hip and hamstring work uh Mm -hmm. to make sure that they're moving and i recommend at the beginning of a workout doing more dynamic mobility versus static where i'm not
0: moving but what's the reason for that
1: um well if you hold like long stretches for a long period of time before a workout sometimes the muscles are so lax that they're actually not going to give you the tension that you're looking for so i recommend if you are going to hold any no more than 30 seconds at a time but definitely seen more Benefit out of doing dynamic mobility, where you're doing, you know, uh, world's greatest stretch. There's, uh, you know, pigeon poses for a short amount of time, stuff like that. Um, So I've done my thermal warm up or my metabolic warm up. I've done my mobility work. Now I'm going to give an example of an upper body day. We talked about potentially pushes and pulls, okay, vertical and horizontal. So I'm I choose to do four supersets. Superset means one exercise immediately followed by another, and then I rest. Okay, I'm gonna do two sets of each superset, um, and I'm gonna alternate a push and a pull. So I'm gonna do my first superset is a push up followed by a pull up. So a horizontal push, vertical pull. Mm-hmm. Do two sets of somewhere between eight and 15 reps, depending on the goal. Um, and then I'm gonna take a rest after each one, and then I'm gonna move on. My next superset, I'm gonna do a dumbbell chest press uh, followed by a lat pull down. So that's another horizontal push, vertical pull. Moving on, I'm gonna do a dumbbell shoulder press, so that's a vertical push, followed by a TRX row or body row. Um, so that's a uh, that's a horizontal pull. And then we have, then I'm gonna do maybe a little shoulder burnout, so a lateral fly, uh, followed by a single arm dumbbell row, which is another kind of horizontal pull. So I kind of covered all my bases on that. I don't have to do a ton of volume, two sets of each, it's plenty, especially if I'm not used to it. How many reps? Um, uh, to start, I would go lightweight and aim a little bit higher, so 12 to 15. 12 to 15. Um, yeah, to get to get started. Uh, but then, as you depending on the goal, if you're looking for hypertrophy, if you're looking for um, if you're looking for a little more strength, you might need to cut the reps and up the weight or resistance a little bit. Yeah. Sorry, um, we
0: have a we have a guest coming into our room right now because they, they needed Thanks something out of me. the office. Yeah. The that's studio's that's closed.
1: <laughs> he didn't get the, he didn't get the memo. He didn't get the memo. Um, so to me, that's so that would be an upper body layout, for example, and then I would finish with some stretching that I can hold longer poses at the end, so kind of loosen up the all the muscles at work that day. Gotcha. Um, then the from a lower body perspective, I might keep it relatively simple to start because legs use a ton of muscles, for example. Quads can burn quite a bit, hamstrings can burn, stuff like that. So I would maybe do squats, uh, set of squats, maybe goblet squat, lunges, um, and maybe some sort of hamstring, maybe sw- Swiss ball curl, or something like that. So nice I kind of right. cover the front of the legs, back of the legs, um, and I kind of hit a little bit of everything there. Okay. Um, and then the other day, again, it depends on where your cardio fitness level is. If it's not great, I would start with a slow steady um, for a long period of time. As you get a little bit better, then maybe some intervals are a good good option.
0: Okay. All right. Cool. Well, I think that's really good. I mean we have to kind of look at it and like again you have to base it off what your goals are and again this is a very general based program everybody so you have to base off what your goals are what are you trying to accomplish and again make sure it's something that you're one able to do and if you don't know how to do it you're going to definitely seek a professional out to make sure you know how to do those type of things properly so jason i really do appreciate you coming in today um going through this podcast with me and kind of going through it at all. Um, we're definitely going to take more questions. We want your questions, guys. So make sure you direct us, emails. those. E- emails are through our Instagram handles. So at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, gal, J-A-L, one, or at jmart36, so J-M-A-R-T, Thirty-six. Pretty simple. I've been throwing it up, so that's why I've been getting more questions than Jason and I have more followers. But that's what happens. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, guys, we appreciate you guys listening in. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks, guys.